Strange Stuff Sideshow. Stuff you might not know. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Strange Stuff Sideshow, episode number 35, but actually the very first episode of our season of The Witch, where we're going to be delving into all sorts of witch uh, history, witch uh, craft, witch folklore and things surrounding like witchcraft practices and interesting stuff like that. I'm your host Kat Clifford and with me as bloody usual is my co-host Emily Peake. And uh, yeah, without further ado, let's get started. I've been wanting to do this for ages so I hope that you enjoy it. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I am going to start us off probably where you should start with the origins of witchcraft. <laughs> um, okay, oh, I'm going to also smash myself into the wall apparently. Okay, so it's believed that shamanic practices started at least 30,000 years ago. Uh, shamans are defined as practitioners who interact with the spirit world in order to help others. Shamans are thought to be able to escort souls into the other world, commune with spirits, and heal the sick. So because we live in a patriarchal society, currently some of the oldest skeletal remains of shamans, which were buried with grave goods, were actually assumed by our modern archaeologists to be the skeletons of males. And it was only after DNA testing that it was found out that these ancient shamans were in fact women. So they were just like, oh, look, they have... They have this stuff uh, as men. Oh, they, they, they've got a, power, a place of power inside yeah, just men. Well, weren't men doing it first or were... Women. Uh, like... The oldest skeletons they found are women. I think some men potentially, but the, the large majority from what we have found were women. The most ancient ones. Interesting. I guess it depends on like what you're classifying. So, like, I was like, would that take into... Um... Like the indigenous the people as well? The ones that like, is, did like all the... Um, like, I, as far as I'm aware, like a lot of different places around mm, okay. the globe. Not just one specific area. Yeah. I'm, I'm not saying that women can't. I'm just... I was like, oh, I'm very surprised. Well, there's good reason for this. You see, we used to be nomads in our natural original form. We're hunter-gatherers. Um, and we travelled according to the seasons and things like that. We would move around. Um, so these prehistoric societies, religions, were largely matriarchal. The ancient people saw women as the ones who had the gift of creating life. So they didn't know about biology or anything. So it just seemed like they were the only ones who were uh, part of creating life. Yeah. Um, hence, goddess worship was commonplace. Original depictions of the primordial goddess are symbolic and date back to the Paleolithic era or lower Paleolithic era, 2,000, no, 2,500,000 BCE to 120,000 BCE. Sometime, I don't know, sometime. (laughs) Sometime, (laughs) a fucked long time ago. I've got loads of dates here and I've just confused myself. (laughs) Um, So many images uh, that they found regarding these people depict the vulva, often with a seed or an eye. The seed was a way to link the female body with the reproductive capacity of nature. Uh, it's been theorised that these images could show evidence for earlier 
matrilinear or even matriarchal societies in which women, particularly mothers, were responsible for leading and governing the community. So does that have something to do with the whispering eye? <laughs> <laughs> well, probably. I mean, there are lots of referrals to vaginas as eyes. Well, <laughs> to be fair, they're very similar shapes. So, yeah. yeah. I'm just, I don't know why I just now have an image in my head of like an eye and a vagina and it's giving me the creeps. I'm, of, I'm certain there's a scary movie out there that well, has had that. I was kind of just thinking of the book in Hocus Pocus, one of the best movies about witches, mm-hmm. that's like made of human skin and has an eye on it and kind of looks like a little vagina eye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. So the goddess, as the divine creator, was reflected in each woman's body. She was linked to the ever-changing seasons, the behaviours of the animals that early people hunted, the plants they ate, and the various visible cosmological patterns. The cycles of nature were mirrored in the cycles of the female body, such as menstruation, pregnancy, childbirth, and lactation. So, like, there was, like, a visible thing that the ancient people could see between the woman's body in particular and nature and all of the natural things that they relied on for food and, hmm. and you know, yeah. medicine and things. So it's believed that much of the hunting was done by male members in the society... And if that is true, it gives us another reason as to why women were held in such high regard and shows us the entrance to the path of women in witchcraft and pagan religion. If the men were hunting, the women would be gathering. That means having a knowledge of what plants did what things. This is the roots of women using herbal medicine, which is what cunning women did thousands of years later and became a suspicious activity because it was perceived as magic. Only certain people still had that knowledge. I guess, to be fair, <clears throat> that's probably why, like, medicine men um, and medicine women were either a, a woman or an older man. Yes. Because the men were generally yes. out hunting. Yes. Exactly. It, even if the women were hunting, it would probably be the younger women who were out hunting. Yes. So the older women would be the ones who are, like, keeping the knowledge. And then when those women, maybe even at the point where they you know, bear children, yeah. then they get taught about the plants and stuff, and they spend more time Ooh. at home with that, and obviously with age, you usually have more knowledge. Well, yeah, exactly. So. But I think, like, obviously you'd have to be taught by... Yeah, of course. A, and maybe it was even done like a, you know, like a quinceanera or a bar mitzvah, like at a certain age you, you yeah. uh, what's it called? It's like a... Initiation yes, into, like, that half of your life. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, now, in the late Paleolithic period, things started to change drastically, um, and these nomadic societies went through a transformation. People started to domesticate animals and started early agriculture. So now we have people who used to be nomadic decide they're staying put. Staying put means creating territory and fighting over the best territory, and that leads to the creation of warrior gods. Largely, the communities became more war-orientated and became more worried about protecting their land and crops. And so, the creation of life and the balance of nature and moving with the seasons became less important than war. Largely, male warrior gods took centre stage, but the cultural memory of women's associations with the original divine goddess and shamanic powers remained. Another point that is worth having as a little side note is that nomadic cultures had much less reason to fear witchcraft or any of the negative associations with magic, because they just moved to a new space. Your land couldn't become arid or be cursed or anything like that. You just moved on. 
The oldest documented magical incantation comes from the ancient Mesopotamia, where bloody else, everything comes from ancient Mesopotamia. Um, So yeah, Uh, moving forward in time, so we obviously have Mesopotamia, um, then witches are also mentioned multiple times in ancient Greek mythology. Potentially the most enduring of the ancient Greek witches we have is the goddess Hecate, who is still very important for many practitioners of Wicca and witchcraft today. Um, evidence of Hecate's cult can be found as early as 600 BC, but some places say even earlier. Mm-hmm. Uh, she is a goddess of magic, witchcraft, the night, moon, ghosts, necromancy, crossroads, and doorways. So, you know, just a few things she's got to keep her eye on. Interesting. Um, she was the only child of Titanus and Persis and of the... Oh my God. Jesus, Kek. Get a grip. She was the only child of the Titans, Persis and Asteria. So, you know, the Titans were the ancient race who Zeus trapped in a cage. Or underground or under the sea, whatever it is, I can't remember. Um, So from the ancient parents, she received the power over heaven, earth and the sea. Interestingly, she's the only Titan in the Greek pantheon to retain her powers after Zeus took control. Uh, This, I think, shows her deep connections of ancient... So basically, I think this is the Greek perception of the primordial goddess. Because she is allowed to come forward. She's the goddess of all of these different things. She she's the goddess of like has them like power over heaven and you know the whatever I just said. Heaven, earth and the sea, which is surely the place of God, right? Yeah. And in fact, if you look at it, I know Zeus is the king of the gods, but he's like the the king of like thunderstorms and shit like that. And he actually has his two brothers controlling separately the sea and the underworld yeah you know so she's technically more powerful than zeus she's just been forced to be lower down in the in the pantheon well yeah which is not a surprise generally like i wouldn't say any emperor king president whatever is the strongest most powerful no person in their jurisdiction they just have the most power yes but, but, but she has power. the power yes. that he has. Yes. And he and interestingly, he allows... Because I think maybe he was scared of her. Because in the same way that a lot of people were scared of these women who had this ancient knowledge, you know? Yeah. Um, she is um, more strong in the evening. Her magic's weak in the daytime and strongest at night. Um, her presence makes the area that she currently is in engulfed by magic and she's probably one of the most well-known and renowned goddesses who potentially has her roots in the primordial goddess as we said and she certainly represents many ancient links to the original female shamans some theorize that she might be a version of an older pre-dynastic egyptian midwife goddess as well she can also cross the borders between the underworld and the physical realm with absolute ease Um, she is sometimes represented as the triple goddess the crone the maiden and the mother the idea of the triple goddess suggests the three dominant stages of female life as the maiden just entering womanhood in the years immediately after puberty, the mother, the nurturing, caring and sexually fertile woman and the crone, the postmenopausal elder who embodies the wisdom of the community. The idea of the triple goddess is encountered in numerous cultures, including Celtic and Indian. And I think it's yet another example of how we used to live in a matriarchally governed society where women were held 
as the keepers of important knowledge, such as medicines, and creating and guiding souls into and out of the world. Interestingly, Hecate was known and had a small following in Greece, like they couldn't really get rid of her. That's why I think she was put into that place where she was of the Titans. She wasn't part of the original pantheon. She was part of an older pantheon. Well, or they're just a different um, lineage. Yes. Like, or potentially a different species. Well, it just shows that the Greeks knew that there were other gods before their own, but they had to, that they had to kind of put into the mythology because obviously people would remember these gods before. Yeah. You know? <coughs> Sorry. <coughs> you also have the Grike, and I have no idea if I'm pronouncing that right. It might even be Grey. It's G-R-A-E-A-E. Grey? Grey-A? I have no idea. I'm terrible okay. at pronunciation. No, I, me too. I apologise. <sighs> they appear in the Medusa story, and they're three sisters who share an eye and a tooth, which is lovely. <laughs> <laughs> um, we have potentially also the most well-known of the ancient green Greek witches who wasn't Hecate is, and she's probably more well-known than Hecate, is Circe, who is the daughter of Helios, the sun god, and of the ocean nymph Perse, although she's sometimes said to be the daughter of Hecate herself. She was able, by means of drugs and incantations, to change humans into wolves, lions, and swine. The Greek hero Odysseus visited her island, another word I can't say that's very similar to the other one, but Aea? <laughs> A-E-A-E-A. <laughs> wow. Now, I'm struggling with these. It's like when my rats used to jump on my keyboard. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so, yes, and she turned his companions, who he was travelling with, into piggies. So, witchcraft and magic was prevalent also in ancient Egypt. Uh, most people used magic in some form or another, whether that be by wearing an amulet for protection, a doctor using spells to aid their patients, charming scorpions and other dangerous insects to leave specific areas, or midwives using magic wands with ferocious animals depicted on them to protect mothers giving birth against harm. Midwives are associated with magic and witchcraft at multiple points throughout history. It's interesting, as we mentioned earlier, that shamans are known for guiding souls to the other world, so it makes sense there's a connection between midwifery and shamanism because midwives guide the spirit form from the other world into this one. It makes sense the knowledge would be passed down um, and healing women and midwives would be very aware how dangerous childbirth was and no women needs all the protection that they could get during this time. It's also something that would seem mysterious to the now patriarchal society, something most men wouldn't understand because they just weren't involved in it and never had been. Interestingly, going back to ancient Greece for a second, this, um, as we know, ancient Greece was a very male-dominated society and also very science-orientated. It did not serve the men in high positions well to have women dealing with magics and ancient knowledge they didn't understand, being in charge of being involved with the birth of their offspring which presumably they thought they could do better with science, so they banned women from pursuing careers in and practicing medicine. Um, There's also evidence and surviving documentation of witch trials in ancient Greece. So I feel like this is the start of it getting a bit more intense. Like, obviously, people knew about magic and there's stuff going on, but, like, 
this is like the first time they're outright, as far as I could tell, banned from, uh, you know, doing careers in medicine mm-hmm. by the government or whatever. I'm 100% sure people were still doing this because yeah. people who just knew that and knew that these cures were would still be going to these women. What year was this? Oh, I could not tell you. Okay. It was a long time ago. <laughs> I was um, watching a documentary and I guess like in Romania, which is like a very common um, area for a lot of witches to live. Yes. That um, they did ban it for a brief period of time. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, obviously every witch just continued yeah. doing what they were doing. And like, I guess one lady went in prison for like six months. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it was just like a way of like the dictator or president or whoever was ruling at the time to just like, you know, minimize people's own power. Mm-hmm. And that's a, a common theme we're going to find throughout this series. Yeah. Um, so as we mentioned before, the Celts had a long-standing relationship with nature and magic in their religion. Uh, they venerated the spirits who inhabited local mountains, forests, and springs. Certain animals were seen as messengers or spirits or gods. And sanctuaries were sacred spaces separated from the ordinary world, often in natural locations such as springs, sacred groves, or lakes. Um, so, you know, kind of like the places that Wiccans would probably be worshipping now or performing incantations or, you know, um, we, or ceremonies. We also know from our Halloween episode that the rituals um, performed at Samhain involved communion with spirits and the thin veil ETC, which ties in with the links with the early ideas of shamanism. They also had magio-religious priests, according to Roman writings. Although I think mostly in Kote religion, of what we have evidence of, which is hard to have because they don't really have anything written down, it's mostly people like the Romans coming in later, so who knows? Apparently, most of their priests were men. But I think that could just be the Roman... The Roman society was patriarchal. And they didn't want people in their own empire to know that women had power elsewhere. Mm-hmm. You know? Moving forwards in time again, we have a record of witches in the Bible. In the 1 Samuel, which is thought to have been written sometime between 90, 931 and 721 BC... This reference is a witch who is sought by a king to summon a dead prophet to gain his advice how to defeat the army of the Philistines. The witch did as requested. The prophet appeared and predicted the death of the king and his sons. Probably not what you wanted to hear. His sons were killed in the war and he killed himself. So not a good start for witches, whereas Christianity (laughs) goes. Um, Magicians are also mentioned in the Bible. And when they recreate some of the miracles... Uh, that were the same as the ones of Moses and Aaron, and turn their staffs into snakes, turn rivers red, and bring a plague of frogs. There's even reference to Jesus um, potentially being a magician or a wizard. As in old stone reliefs in Rome, he's depicted performing healing with an instrument that looks a fuck lot like a wand. Yeah. There's references where he touched those he was helping, he was healing and applied spit to them, which was another thing, a technique that the magicians of the day used. He performed exorcisms, he stilled storms, he walked on water, he miraculously provided food, he performed miraculous escapes, he made himself invisible, he had foresight, so like he could tell the future, mind reading, and all of these are similarities and 
on the dominions to magicians of the day. Magic was banned by Roman law as it theorized that this was the re So magic was banned by Roman law. It's theorized that this was the reason Roman this was the reason that Romans were trying so adamantly to stamp out this religion and its followers like Jesus. Um, it's an intriguing point. The Old Testament specifically states, "Thou must not suffer a sorceress to live and warns not to believe in sorcerer's magic." no matter what they show you. In fact, it's this hard line against magic and witches that would become the basis of the horrors of the witch trials, which we'll delve into in this series. Mm -hmm. So, basically, the old Bible is like, no, don't believe anyone who shows you magic, because no one could do that. And then in the New Testament, they were like, oh, here's this guy who's doing exactly the same magic as all the magicians of the day. So, yeah, there is so much that I could fucking say on this and I tried to include like uh, bits and pieces from as many places <laughs> as I could yeah. um but yeah we'll be continuing I'm going to be continuing on um I'm going to be doing which trials next episode <laughs> so what do you think about uh, the origins I don't really know so I guess like it's hard because I have a very skewed uh take on life in general mm -hmm. that I'm, I'm not saying that there's no such thing as witches I'm just saying that I think everyone can be one. Oh yeah but I don't think that the origins of witches were saying anyone couldn't be one no I know I know um, and then like the whole goddess and the Greek mythology once again I have such a, such a skewed vision of like what actually I believe mm -hmm. they were and what the whole situation was yes um I don't know so like it just kind of sounds like a very like uh you, what you're giving me is like the scientific definition of what's going on but there's like 90% of it is behind that that you can't really say because people are gonna be like that's all made up <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like you're giving just like the surface level, so it's really hard to discuss it because I'm like, well, yeah, obviously all of that is accurate, true, and neat, but there's also like so much more behind that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, to explain it properly, we'd have to go into the mythology of every single religion that has anything to do with magic oh God. and then go back and back and back and dissect it entirely. It would take us about 10 years. It would be that and it would also be you'd have to read every scripture, every document, every book and, and learn all these languages to read all these books. Like it's, that's what I'm saying. It's, it's yes. Like I, I love learning about this stuff but it's, it seems like it's just so much that there's not that there hasn't been. Well, the other thing is about it is like, we're going back to these ancient cultures and they don't have writing. Like a lot of it is like, you, you know, word of mouth and like paintings, which we don't understand. Yeah. Like people always think they're like, oh, uh, this is what's happening in this cave painting. Is it? Are they, no one knows. No one's like, oh, they're depicting, well, people are like, they're depicting a hunt. Are they? Because some people say that's an early form of witchcraft where they were painting what they wanted to happen. You know, like a, a form of intent. Yes. 
and that's I love watching archaeology documentaries when they find like ancient Egyptian like stuff and they just they give it really basic storylines. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, to be fair, humans are very basic. Mm-hmm. You want food, you want love, you know, you want safety. Yeah. Like, they, humans are very basic, yes. But there's also another element to humans that is not basic, yes. is incredibly complex, yeah. and I think for a lot of that, they skip that. Well, a lot of the other things is, as they're saying, we didn't start painting, I've heard many times, till we started taking hallucinogenic drugs, and that was like a huge jump if you believe the basic, you know, basic history of the world. Yeah. Um, where we just suddenly developed all these extra things and extra ideas and art and shit. Yeah. Um, but, like, was that from witchcraft? Like, did, you know, whether did these people come across these plants by chance or were they something we'd always known about? Yeah. Uh, but we just hadn't painted it because that didn't... That, well, as a nomadic culture, how is it helpful for you to, like, paint in one area if you're moving around all the time? Yes. Right? I mean, obviously, it would be good for when you come back to that area to show people. But, like, I feel like, you know, there's going to be... Like, you're not even going to... That might not even come into your head. Like, you might yeah. draw on things that are disposable. Yeah. And maybe it was, like, oh... At a point, I don't know, whether you're like, I don't want to carry this knowledge around, so I'm going to place it places that I will know I'll come back to. I don't know. There's just so many questions about the origins of everything. <laughs> you know what's kind of funny? Mm-hmm. You know when something, like, is invented or whatever, and you're like, who the hell was the first person to try this? Well, that's what I mean. Like, who was the first woman who was like, I'm just going to pick up this plant and... And then I'm gonna. Oh, this does this. Like this that's, got rid of my headache. That's like, why I think that this is this. There's so much more to this. Yes. Like you, you you're just taking the. You're just a very surface level. Okay, somebody is now this. And you're like, well, how? When? How did they figure it out? When did they figure it out? Who told them? Like, well, but I from? think like, like okay, so you can take the ancient aliens concept, or even if you completely detach that, that and you say, you know. They're the people who gave the knowledge of these things. I think all of the stories, because if you look at mythologies from all over the world, like the Greeks, uh, the Mesopotamians, like any any ancient religion and their mm-hmm. pantheons of gods are so similar. And there are so many stories that are so fucking similar. There's that Zeitgeist video where they show it and they talk about, they're like, oh, Jesus, and he had 12 disciples. And then they're like, go to ancient Egypt. And they're like, oh, Horus, the son of God, the blah 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 and it's all like the same 12 disciples and then they go to ancient Mesopotamia and they're like and they just like show that it's all the same so I just think all of this knowledge came from one place and and whether you believe that was ancient aliens or or earth spirits or a pantheon of gods or uh, like in voodoo the Arishas or um, you know helpful fucking spirits this not all the knowledge that we have came from one fucking place and like it's just that these cultures remembered it, and as time progressed, the mythology for it became, like, different in, yeah. like, the names and things like that. But it all yeah. came from the same place and the same thing, thing whatever this entity or, or physical thing was that gave us this knowledge yes. is what we passed down through stories for years and became well, mythology. You can think of it in another way. We're like, you know how, like, animals, they just instinctively know where to travel from and to, mm-hmm. how to interact with each other, 
And they just, they just like inherently, that is just who they are, yes. cellular level. Mm-hmm. They just know these things without really having to communicate or they communicate in their own way. Yeah. So the same thing with humans is that when we start doing these things like, you know, dabbling in witchcraft, dabbling in all these other things, is that just inherently who we are? Mm-hmm. Is this something that we're just learning because it's so ingrained in our cells? Or, you know what I mean? So like, well, it's true in a way because some animals know how to treat themselves with herbs. Yes. You know, like, even down to the point where when your dog eats something and doesn't want it, it fucking goes out and eats grass so it throws up. Why does it know that? Yeah. Like, it just knows that. And then there's, like, um, certain chimps will, like, eat, I think, like, eat particular leaves because they know that they will stop them getting sick from whatever or... Yes. You know, so like, are we just, do we just, have we just progressed more or, or were we like at that level where we knew these things instinctually and then we go down the ancient aliens route and you shove this other yeah. DNA into us and yeah. which made us maybe more intelligent. Yeah. Well, and then so then we the... couldn't really get a, quite a grasp on it, but we knew what made us feel good and what didn't. Yeah. There's also obviously like the evolution and just trial and error. Which is what a lot of people probably assume, or that's what the general is that, oh, somebody just tried something and it either did or did not do what they were hoping for it to do, and they just kept doing that over and over again until they learned what they were learning. But to be honest, you know how many things that we would have had to do that, and how many times we've had to do that over this long, long period of our lives? Yeah. And the fact that that's not the case for other animals. Well, I'm just thinking of things <laughs> like, I'm, like, you know, uh, there's that uh, was it Iceland Greenland dish that is the shark that gets peed on and buried in the snow for like seven months and then they eat it and it's like a delicacy, right? Yeah. Who the fuck tried that first? Who the fuck was like, oh, this shark actually like makes me sick. Let me just piss on it and bury it for seven months, dig it up, and then I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just fucking weird. I feel like. <laughs> I hope no one steals this, but I hope you could just do a podcast on like who who the hell did this first, and it could be a million things in the world, and you could just talk about who the hell would have done this first and how that would have gone down. Well, I just had a thought, and I've not actually thought of this before, but you know, there's that like collective knowledge, you know, where they like gave the monkeys the I think they gave them sweet potatoes, and then they like dropped it in the sand and then the monkeys in one specific place where they were doing this experiment started washing them mm-hmm. and then without having any contact with the monkeys all around the like globe yeah that inherently after these monkeys learned to wash them all of the monkeys started washing them when none of them had ever done that before and they'd never met these original monkeys who were doing it yeah but that one once again depends on what you believe is because of the collective Yes, but that's what I'm you saying. Know, okay, so the fact, know, the fact that you're able to connect to anybody or yeah, any no. being or any plant or anything on this planet, this universe, through the web. Yeah, but what I'm trying to say is the reason that all of our mythology around the world is the same is because these certain medical women, these shamans, were accessing that web from all the different places around the globe yes. and they were all sharing knowledge on a spiritual astral plane, yes, and that knowledge then became our mythology, yes, and 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 you know even the ways they were telling the stories to each other, yeah, became the stories, like they became me- metaphorical, yeah, 
Oh yeah, so like these, and, and, and even not accessing the web astrally, but like meditating and stuff, you're connecting and the knowledge is just shared because you're, you're putting yourself in, yeah, into an extra dimension. Yeah. Or a higher spiritual plane. Mm-hmm. It's very interesting. Yeah, oh God, we could talk so much about that. And, and I, I don't want, like, I always feel like I have to do a disclaimer before I talk about things like that because mm-hmm. it's like, obviously not everyone wants to get to that point or even thinks about that or even cares or even believes in any of that. So it's really hard to have a conversation when the person's not interested in 90% of it. Today. Yeah. <laughs> so usually, um, that's why it's really cool to do, like, web researches on the origins of witches because if we really just did a guest hypothetical guest what the origins of witches are we probably get pretty close but it would probably be very messed up yeah do you know what i mean yeah like just off a basis of like what we assume would have happened and how this would have gone down just by general life knowledge yeah it's it's i'm mm. I'm just like, my brain is like firing off of like a thousand <laughs> things at once. Um, I'm thinking of, uh, of like this um, mythical, but loads of people have said they've accessed it, the halls of, and I can't think of it, it starts with an E, but it's a place that you can access if you just keep meditating, 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 and it has all the answers to everything in the world. Yeah. And I'm wondering if that place is like connected to these ancient peoples and then my other weird little fiery thing that I was going off on is going back to the, the collective consciousness yeah. is that we lost our knowledge of a lot of these plants and that when the uh, DNA was put into us because the animals still have that connect that full connection to the mm-hmm. collective consciousness and people do have it but we're unaware of it but I'm wondering if animals are aware of it and like see it or like uh, yeah. in tune with it you know? I think I think like anything so I, I heard that you can essentially know anything about the universe that you potentially want just hmm. through meditation and yes because you're able to it's access a specific that. place like a whole of yeah you're able to illusion access that or something but I can't grid, fucking yeah. remember the word but the one thing that's nice about being a being in this universe is that you have to come to grips that you don't need to know everything mm-hmm. um, and, and that's why like a lot of I think like monks and like spiritual people they realize after a while it doesn't matter if I know everything do you know what I mean like they kind of just get to this very neutral spot where they're like I don't think yeah I think enlightenment isn't knowing everything it's just knowing that you don't need to know everything but but it will come to you if you need it yeah and I think that's what animals I think that's why they are very simple and they because they probably have access to this and they that is not cut off Mm -hmm. and they probably realize oh I only need to know how to survive yeah get food get water and like you know have love in my life yes and and like reproduce and and so but that would also make sense why like if you believe in evolution which i do (laughs) yeah to a certain extent but if you believe in evolution why a lot of animals haven't really seemed to evolve that much they didn't need you because yeah because they're already at a point where they're like well i'm being fulfilled in all of these areas that I need. Yeah. You know, sharks. Sharks haven't felt the need to fucking evolve for yeah. millions of years because they got to the point where they were like, well, I can feed myself. I, you know, can protect myself. I yeah. can reproduce. Like, yeah. Well, and we have seen, especially in the recent years, that animals can easily evolve if they need to. Hmm. 
like the the fact that the whales have somehow been able to communicate ever since like the uh, cargo the ships canals, have yeah. kind of like you know diminished their able their ability to vocalize to one another because it's so noisy in the ocean now. Yeah. So they obviously are still able to function, but like they have to figure it out. And the same thing with like um us killing all the trees mm-hmm. and forest fires like animals are like oh I'm getting the hell out of here yeah I'm I had to go figure out a new place to live I had to go figure out a new way to live mm-hmm. and they're able to but only if they need to but the interesting thing is that like um we watched this documentary on stuff like this yeah. uh, about how the world and nature changed in lockdown I can't remember what it's called David Attenborough wasn't it yeah but the interesting thing about that is that they never forgot their original things because they're still connected to those ancient things. Like those yes. deers in Japan, everyone feeds fucking biscuits or whatever it is. Yeah. As soon as lockdown happened and there wasn't the tourists there to feed them these biscuits, yeah. within like a week, they had started following their old migratory paths where they knew they would find vegetation and well, stuff. Well, it's funny when you talk about this because this will bring us full circle back to like the witch's origin. So, I just think I just think that this might be the case. Obviously, can't prove it. But the origins you're talking about, what if they're not the origins? The origins are actually millennial before that, and these are just the origins that we know of because they're the most recent origins. Well, that's so what, what I'm if, saying. The only thing that we really truly know, yeah, are the most recent ones that have written, yes, down. So then, what if in like millions of years, the fact that we're going through another enlightening stage at this point? And, you know, like, things like, obviously, our podcast and, like, a lot of people are starting to, like, get dabble into, like, more of these different concepts. This will be the new origin. Yeah. What if that one's forgotten? Well, there's that really interesting, this is another documentary I watched, and it's, like, Earth Without Humans or something like that. Yeah. And it basically, it was a documentary, it came out, like, 15 years ago. And it was, like, what if one day just people disappeared from the Earth? Mm -hmm. And the minimal amount of time it takes for basically every, um evidence of our existence to be erased is like something stupid like like a hundred years well that's what like, i say is because like, like <laughs> there could have been an entire culture that existed before so we just haven't even found the evidence of it like before what we know is the most ancient well, and that they could have been given this knowledge by the people yeah. before because they've discovered these things that were like it's just nuts there's a good chance that there's an entire civilization underneath our feet at this very moment and the only reason why they're able to find so much in like egypt and stuff is because it's sand and they're able to dig through the sand but what are we gonna do Dig through through the ground? This is what they showed in that documentary, though. They were like, even the pyramids would be completely under fucking sand in, like, ten years. Because there'd be nothing to stop them being under sand. So that would just be that entire area erased. And you wouldn't find it unless you went down, 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 down. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, there could be thousands of different civilizations under this core and different... Yeah, no, I know. That's why I always find it so interesting. I'm so like, what if like we become the next like historic? Like well, we historic will at some stories. point. Yeah. So it's like, and then people and they'll forget be like, about well, they'd be like, oh, and uh, and these people of the uh, uh, you know the two thousands, they uh, worshipped uh, Beyonce, the goddess <laughs> of. <laughs> the sun yeah. you know right. like how skewed your perception oh, can be man. of what is going on oh that'd be so funny <laughs> i love that <laughs>
to be known as a generation that worships Beyonce as a goddess. Well, no, like, if you think about it, if you went back and looked at, like, Super Bowl performances, right? Yeah. And you had no prior concept of what was going on, would you not be like, that's a religious ceremony? Yeah. You know? Especially oh. fucking people coming out in, like, people coming out in chariots with, like, fucking sun crowns on their head and oh, shit. Oh, God, yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a whole other thing. I mean, that is some culty, weird conspiracy shit. But yeah. I, if I start going down that, we'll be on a rabbit hole that'll last for like the next week. Yeah, I don't. Just just to explain to our listeners, we're never gonna go down that rabbit hole. It's gonna be a lot. So we're just gonna keep it surface level with a little bit of digging deeper. <laughs> we don't want to make it down to the pyramids. We'll just be in the sand yes. a few feet down. Yeah, just giving a little bit of like concepts here and there. <laughs> uh, okay, so we're probably gonna end it there because there's just so much information on this. Um, and I think this season of The Witch might be a fairly big season, bigger oh, than our angel season. I think that this will probably. Be- I'm going to guess like 10 part. Ten, it could be up to 10. I was thinking this. When I was doing my research, I was like, that, like what I gave you, that little piece yeah. of the origins could have been 10 episodes in itself. Well, so it I had just, to slimming everything down. Yeah. It just shows you like how much we're actually discussing this. Yes. Versus how much information you're giving us. Yes. It, it, that's how big it is. Yes. <laughs> um, so we're doing the best we can and we will do as many episodes as we feel like this needs. And it's a big subject and it's a, a very interesting subject and it's a super important subject, I think, yeah. for me. It especially. also, it kind of bridges the gap of, you know, the the supernatural and us as humans yes because i i firmly believe that there is more to us yes and this kind of just shows us how how ingrained in our society this actually is and should be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i think more people should be should know about it and should know about uh well i'm not gonna spoil it we've got some interesting episodes coming up that are gonna uh even show even more cool shit that goes around this subject yeah um so yeah thank you for listening guys i hope it was interesting hope you learned some stuff Mm -hmm. hope you didn't mind our long ramble (laughs) (laughs) or that maybe even possibly you enjoyed it (laughs) um as always you can find us um on uh instagram at strange stuff sideshow you can email us at no shame sideshow at gmail.com you can find us on tiktok Strange Stuff Sideshow. Um, am I missing anything? Probably, but I think we say it every episode. So if you listen to two episodes, you've gotten it by Yeah, now. right? <laughs> uh, also, if you could leave us a review, that would be very cool. Mm-hmm. Um, or even a rating, if you can't be bothered to write anything. <laughs> oh, yeah. I think it pushes fine. us up the thingy. I don't really understand, but it's good to do. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we will be back very soon we maybe because it is such a big series might be even really soon more than one episode a week we'll see how that goes yeah um and yeah thanks for listening and as always we love you Bye, guys. Hey guys, thanks for listening. Just a quick heads up, have you heard of Newsly? Newsly is an audio app for iOS and Android. It picks up web articles about the most trending topics on the web at any given time and reads them to you in a natural human voice. For the first time in the history of the internet, the web becomes listenable. Browse articles from topics you choose and start playing. Stop scrolling, start listening. And they have podcasts as well.
Explore Training Podcasts from over 40 countries. Our podcast, Training Stuff Sideshow, is there too. Download News Newsly for free now from www.newsly.me or from the link in the description and use promo code STRANGESTUFF to receive a one-month free premium subscription. Cheers! <laughs>